Welcome to the Business with Bordeaux podcast, where we're bringing basic business tips to entrepreneurs and the future leaders of tomorrow. Let's get down to business. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of the Business with Bordeaux podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode here on the show. This week I have with me, this is a guest from a different sphere of business that I normally cover. You know, normally I do music business or something in uh, that kind of realm. But today I'm talking with the uh, the CEO of Kingstone Comics, Mr. Art Eris. So this is a complete kind of, um, you know, we're just leaving the word of music alone for this episode. But it was a really good interview, I think, if you're interested in being an entrepreneur. Uh, there's a lot of great business wisdom in this episode. Uh, just a lot of things that we cover from investment to, you know, searching the market, uh, all sorts of stuff, you know, building a team, things like that. And so make sure you stay tuned through to the end to make sure you get all that good stuff. Before we jump into this interview, I do want to thank our patrons for the show, Mr. Aaron Simpkins at TrueStrengthApparel.com. Make sure you go check out True Strength Apparel. Uh, he's been supporting the show since day one. So thank you for that, sir. Jay Sannon is a recording artist. He actually just did an interview with Risha Chesterfield on the uh, 222 podcast. So make sure you go check that out. You can find out more about him specifically if you're interested. And also LT Smith. LT is also a recording artist. He's doing music. Uh, just to kind of, you know, this is ministry, man. I, I love what he's doing and uh, what he's really trying to do from the bottom of his heart. And so make sure you go check them out. The links to their music is going to be in the show description. So you can click on that and go check them out as well as truestrictapparel.com. And yeah, so that's it for the intro. Let's go ahead and dive into the interview with Art Eris. All righty. Welcome back to another interview here on the Business with Bordeaux podcast. I'm excited to have with me a different type of business owner here on the line with me. Uh, this gentleman is the creator of Kingstone Comics and AnimatedBible.tv. And uh, this is a whole different kind of world from anything you're really used to hearing on the Business with Bordeaux podcast. And uh, and with me today, I have Mr. Art Aris. How you doing, sir? Doing great this afternoon. Awesome, awesome. Uh, I appreciate you taking the time to do this. And uh, for those who don't know, we have tried to do this thing several times. And <laughs> something keeps happening. But this is going to work out. I, I have a feeling this is going to be the time that it works. And um, But uh, I definitely wanted to get you on because the, the, the sphere that you're in when it comes to uh, you know, a Christian in the business world is different from most of the type of guests that I have on the show. And uh, so you deal with with a, a, a Christian comic book, uh, I, I guess I'd call it brand. Is that right? That would be correct, yes. So uh, Kingstone Comics, uh, it's really an incredible. If you go to the website, you see all the different products that, 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 that they have there, kingstone.co. And, uh, but if you will, Art, just tell the people a little bit about yourself and how, uh, how it is you came into creating this, this company. Sure. Well, um, I had been a school teacher for a few years, and then I was in the ministry, and I still am in the ministry now. I'm a pastor at a large multi-campus church here in Central Florida. But when I used to work with children, I was always struggling to find materials to connect with kids. A lot of the kids that we brought in were just really unchurched. I mean, they're almost like an unreached people group. They just had very little, if to no, Bible understanding. And so it's kind of starting from scratch with a lot of these kids and teenagers. 
So I was always struggling to find materials to connect with them. And just during that process, God really showed to me about comics and graphic novels. And we, um, when I started it, I thought about starting it as a nonprofit, but I was really concerned that people in my church would just support me instead of the church, and I didn't want to do anything that would you know, hurt the church or damage the church. So we formed a for-profit corporation, uh, Kingstone Media Group, and now we have some different imprints within that. But we also we began having so many ministry opportunities that came to us that we also formed a nonprofit called Comic Bible Society, comicbiblesociety.org, because we began having a lot of languages that come to us and said, hey, we want this in our product. So we created a nonprofit that can hold those licenses where we can give the products away to people in different languages. But Kingstone is a for-profit corporation, and the Comic Bible Society is a nonprofit corporation. Gotcha, gotcha. So did you have any business experience uh, when you first started into this venture? Not really from a leadership standpoint. Um, I did. You know, my father was a contractor. I'd worked with him. And, you know, I learned about managing money from, you know, Ron Blue, Larry Burkett. But I really my, I honed my leadership skills really in managing, you know, large ministries within a church and you know, had to manage people and resources and put together things. And so I think that God really used that to, you know, prepare me to, to lead a company. And so it was a, um, you know, coming from the nonprofit world into the for-profit, it was a little bit of a, a change, but uh, uh, in some cases I had a little bit thicker skin on some things, but it's worked out really well. And I felt it's been very natural for me to, you know, be the CEO of the company and we have um, a really good staff that I can give direction to, and they carry out uh, the vision and the mission very well. So, uh, you know, we're not a big company. We're a small company. We probably have about, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. We've got about seven or eight, nine employees. And then we, you know, obviously use about 40, 50 artists or more. Uh, one of the key things with us, Jason, is uh, quality is super important to me. And I really felt that when we formed this, that my vision and goal was when people would read Kingstone products, there would be no appreciable difference between us and Marvel or DC. So the people we hired of all people, you know, 98% of the people probably that work with us have already worked with Marvel and DC. Because I really want to, when somebody puts a hand on a Kingstone product, I want them to go, wow, that just looks like Marvel. So we, um, that's kind of our little niche, I would say, is to be the Marvel of the faith market. Gotcha. I, I know it's, you know, we see a little bit here and there, maybe in Christian bookstores and stuff. And, uh, and, and I bought my nephew, like the, the I think it was the action comic Bible. Uh, what would you say is the difference, but what would you say the, the differences between your Bible volume series compared to that? Cause that's like a one, like a, a one in a one and done, but you have multiple volumes. We, we, we do. Uh, we're big fans of the Action Bible. It's a great product. Uh, we know the artist. He's actually worked for us, and we think the world of the publisher, David C. Cook, they're a great publisher, great Christian publisher. But we saw it was really more towards younger to middle kids, and we really saw something that we needed to hit that niche but maybe go a little bit beyond us. We're, I'd say we're a tad bit older children, tween, you know, YA, young adult with ours. And But the other thing was we felt that there was a need for a much more comprehensive graphic adaptation of the Bible. For example, that might have uh, 
in the Action Bible might have three. I think it's got three pages of Revelation. We've got 128 pages of Revelation. It might have four or five pages of Job. We've got 64 pages of Job. They might have three pages of Esther. We have, you know, 34 or 36 pages of Esther. And so we just felt like we needed to tell them much more. It's a, what they have is a great survey of the Bible. It's a great product. I mean, it's if I sold half of what they sold, I'd be happy. But it's a great product. But we felt like that we needed to uh, we needed to kind of really hit that that tween market, the older children, and we wanted to have something that was uh, a, a more complete telling of the of the rich biblical story, because uh, the Bible story has everything. I mean, it's got romance, history, doctrine, action, you know, intrigue, everything you can think of. And so we felt like we needed to more fully develop the story of the Bible. You know, not deviate from it, but actually, you know, tell the biblical story. Right, right. And what was it like uh, in, in your first creation process of, of doing one of the volumes? Like, what was your process? Did you kind of write it out? Did you have a thought in your head? Did you hire an artist first? What, what did that look like? Yeah. Well, let me kind of go back a couple of steps. We had to raise capital before we did it. And when we went out to raise capital, um, I had we had actually had an investment bank said, hey, we think you've identified a good niche, an investment banking group, and said, we'll take, your, we'll take you on. So I've done projects. I mean, I've done presentations in New York, San Francisco, other places. But the um, real common uh, thing that we would get from investment from investor groups was, you know, good leadership team, definitely identified the niche, but we want to see traction in the market before we put in, you know, a lot of money. So we came back here and we raised private angel capital and we began, you know, creating the comics and everything. The first two comics that we did, uh, we ended up just chunking. Uh, We ended up getting rid of them. They just didn't come out in the quality that I really wanted and so we began creating more Bible comics, but we also began creating some other things too. But we spent about seven years on the Kingstone Bible, and we're about to come out. With, we're fairly soon, probably sometime in 2020, we'll come out with a version two, which we've redone some of the art. We've actually, you know, added some things. But one thing we're doing right now is we. One thing we very successfully did with our key product, the Kingstone Bible, is we successfully serialized the Bible. So we're going to be coming out with about 64 different serialized Bible comics. You know, we've already started to come out with some of them now on Kindle, but we'll be coming out with 64 different Bible comics. But then we have, you know, we have we've got action adventure, we've got sci-fi, we've got some historical things in there. You know, like stories of the martyrs through AD 2003. We did a project with Sony on a movie they had in theaters. So we did Pilgrim's Progress that we published in Luther and some other things. So we've partnered with some people you know, publishing their books like Pilgrim's Progress and Luther, and then we've got just other stories that we do. But the core product that we we are really known for is the Kingston Bible, which is this most complete graphic adaptation of the Bible ever done. Now, you also have some some fictional stories as well. I see you have one on the website, uh, which has Dr. Ravi Zachariah on it. Uh, How did that come about? Well, we, you know, we really have a passion for the next generation. Um, and one of the investors in Kingstone, he's a big supporter of Ravi Zacharias, and he really wanted us to do uh, one of Ravi Zacharias's books. And so we did, Dr. Zacharias did uh, five different books about different worldviews, Islam, Buddha, Hinduism, Hedonism, I um, can't remember what the other one was. 
And so we did one of those, one on social, actually the other one, social Darwinism. So he did one called The Lamb and the Fuhrer. And it's a fictional story about Bonhoeffer meeting, uh, I mean, of Hitler meeting Bonhoeffer in Christ um, after he dies. And so it's a very compelling story, and it worked out very well graphically. We brought in a guy that I really like um, out of Colorado who does a lot of stuff with us. And he did a good job of, you know, kind of telling a graphic, gritty World War II story, but, you know, giving the, you know, the eternal perspective of where, you know, Hitler is right now and where Bonhoeffer is right now. Well, <laughs> yeah, I, I can imagine that's going to be uh, an interesting read for anybody who picks that up. I know the, the front of it or the cover uh, is interesting enough. You got Hitler holding a, a swastika flag. So I think anybody who is interested in history definitely would, would pick that out of the lineup easily. And um, But you also have uh, not just graphic novels. You also have uh, animations as well. What made you want to dive into to that realm from doing uh, graphic novels and comics? Sure. Well, we it was just really a natural progression to be able to do that. One thing before I talk about that, I want to mention, too, that if anybody wants to pick up our stuff digitally to go to Kindle, because we we have been migrating everything to just our digital. We have an app, you know, the Kingstone Comics app, which is a great way to get product. But we also have, if they want to, Kindle has a product that's called Comic Creator, and we began doing this thing where they give a great panel-by-panel slide-through experience with Kindle. So we're really recommending people, hey, if you got Kindle, buy our stuff on Kindle or you get it off of, the, um, of, of our app. Either way is a, a great way to read the, pro- the material. But, you know, when you're going to the kind of the serialized panel-by-panel issue, uh, experience, reading experience, it's just really a natural leap to go to animation or animated comics and add special effects and voiceovers and you know, the pals and booms and kapows and that kind of stuff. And it's just, uh, it's very effective. And what we found is that the, we found that our buyers and readers really like the little short truncated stories that we do. Like we've, you know, the video, um, you know, what does the Bible say about dinosaurs? Or what does the Bible say about aliens and UFOs? Or, um, you know, the different Bible things that we're doing in animation. It's just it was a natural progression, and it was just a different kind of reading experience of comics. So we, you know, they're animated comics is what we're creating. So are these like uh, are these like two D animation you see on TV, or is it different from that? It's really like this. Marvel and DC create what's called motion comics. If you go on YouTube, you can see some trailers from Marvel and DC about motion comics. They're they're called motion comics. We call them animated comics, and basically. You've got some small animation in there. You've got some moving things, but it's not the full frame-by-frame-by-frame 2D animation. It's fairly close to it, but it's not you know, quite the same. 2D is a, a bit more expensive than what we do, and then, of course, 3D is <laughs> 20x more expensive than what we do. Yeah, I know. I've, I've talked with a couple of people, uh, even here on the show, about doing the 2D animation, and they said it's a heavy, heavy, heavy investment. And uh, so, I mean... <laughs> I can imagine why that's something that you might want to hold off on. So, um, but so in, in terms of uh, in, you know, talking about investments and things like that, uh, what were some of the, the the things that you learned from your your time getting investors and angel investors? What were some kind of the big things that you had to uh, really make sure you had a grasp of before you approached these these individuals? Well, you have to have a solid business plan. Um, you got you know. You know 
one thing is you got to have a little bit of a track record. You know, I mean, people could Google me and see some other things that I'd done. Um, I'd had some film and writing success. I'd done some other things. Had God gave me a successful ministry at the church. So, I mean, it, you know, it wasn't like I was, you know, coming out of Egypt and nobody knew about me. So, you know, there was a little bit of history, a little bit of track record. And basically, you just have to identify um, everybody that's successful in publishing has to identify a niche. If you can't identify a niche, I would not get into publishing. You've got to really clearly define a niche because there's been a lot of publishers that have bit the dust the last 10 years. And so we identified our niche. We went out after it and, you know, began, you know, we had did a lot of different marketing plays to find out which one was the best right now. We definitely found out that Facebook is our, our, has been our friend in a big way. So we do probably 95% of our marketing and advertising through Facebook. Um, we've also had a lot of publicity. Um, Fox, I've been on Fox twice. Um, we, in this last Easter, M6, which is the largest uh, television, most watched television channel in France, it's like the ABC, NBC of France, contacted us and said, hey, we've heard about this. We want to come over. We're doing a documentary on faith in America. So they came here and they're, they were here. They said they were going to be here one day. They were here like five days shooting. And so Kingston is going to be really key in that documentary. I think they also interviewed um, the chaplain of U.S. Senate. I think they were going to try to interview Lecrae. I'm not sure if they were able to get in to see him. But anyway, they did a documentary on faith in America. And so it's been a good opportunity for us to uh, kind of publicize what we do, but also to bear witness for Christ, which is by far the most important, our most important goal here. That's, that's pretty cool. I know uh, a lot of people listen to this are definitely going to recognize the name Lecrae, if, uh, if anything else, because <laughs> uh, a lot of the uh, Christian hip-hop market uh, is what this this podcast really caters to. But uh, but like I said, you know, there's, there's so many different areas of, of media that I think is important for us to get into as the whole body. And um, so it, when you were doing some of the market research, how were you getting some of the numbers to actually pitch to people? Like, how did you know, okay, this is definitely something that uh, is, is going to be able to be longstanding? Yeah. Well, there's a comics, kind of the industry for comics is called ICV2. It's a comics website. Um, and they have a lot of stats there. Of course, also a lot of stuff through Publishers Weekly. Um, and then, you know, looking at Christian retailing, you know, getting, you know, things that they have. One of the little hurdles we had to get over was when we first came out, you know, there was the term graphic novel. That just scared the, you know, that just scared some parents like crazy. They had all kind of, you know, hearing graphic and novel together had some very bad connotations. So, we, you know, it took a little bit to say, hey, this guy, this the publisher, he's, he's a, a pastor. And But if you, like, if you Google us um, and you look up, like, reviews and stuff on us, you'll just see that people say, man, this stuff is so accurate. And I literally, I have pages upon pages upon pages. I mean, I've got, a like, a small book of emails and letters we've gotten from people say this stuff is just dead on. You know, I understand the Bible for the first time and, we really made big inroads with the deaf market, with the um, in prisons. I mean, we just have prisoners that just prisons just beg for our stuff, you know, get it in there because a lot of the prisoners have um, reading issues. It's hard for them to read regular text material, and so we again, that's another thing. We formed this nonprofit, ComicBibleSociety.org, where we would 
be able to, you know, get the products to them at a very discounted rate. And um, we had one uh, prison uh, correctional institute in San Diego that the chaplain emailed us a picture. He said, "This is like," he said, "This is by far the most requested product we have in our in our prison system." So. We, you know, God uses it in ministry. You know, you find this also on bookshelves, you know, Christian stores or in churches and on Amazon. But we, um, you know, we're just kind of, we have a, you know, we have a profitable business because if you don't, you can't keep making comics unless you're making money, you know. And so the same thing, you can't, you have to, you know, have money to be able to provide books and stuff to prisoners. So. We have provided two avenues, like if people want to be involved with Kingstone. Uh, they can you know, buy our products or they can donate to, that they can go to prisoners or to go in. Like this past week, I had a lunch with a guy that's a missionary to Afghanistan. And our products right now are about 44 languages that are in production and translation. And um, this guy is going to go, he's already working. They're going to start putting him into two of the main languages of Afghanistan, Dari and Pashto. And there's another 38 languages he's interested there in Afghanistan. And he has some, you know, potential partners out there. So basically, we, you know, we see God using it both as a business and both as a ministry. Yeah, I think that's that's uh, kind of the the main thing that a lot of, good Christian companies do, you know, they have a lot of for-profit situations, but it also helps fund the nonprofit. Uh, you know, I, I tell people a lot of time, you know, that's one of the things I really like about Chick-fil-A, even though individual owners kind of do their thing, like the one closest to me, they give a lot of food away to uh, major ministries around this area. And so I have no problem supporting a Christian company that is giving away like that. And, uh, or just a Christian company that has great products, you know, even without the philanthropy attached to it. But um, so as as far as like finding the different uh, the different artists that are doing these, I know you said you had a lot of DC and Marvel uh, folks who have worked on uh, Kingstone stuff. How did you reach out to them? Was it just like you know cold contact, or did you build other types of relationships first? How how did that go down? I just, you know, I saw some artists that I liked and I contacted them and, you know, some of them started working with us and then the word just began to proliferate throughout the comics community, the comic artist community. <laughs> they began contacting us and, you know, a large number of them were not Christians. A large number were Christians. It was, I can't, I don't know the percentage, but it was really interesting. It's because I just, you know, with the artists, you know, they could do the work, you know, I, you know, I expected quality stuff. And if it wasn't quality, I told them to redo it. And it needed to meet our specs and need to be historically accurate and need to be quality. And it needs to come in on time. And, you know, if, if you don't do that, then I have other people that I can write a check to. And, um, but what happened is they began telling their friends about Kingstone. And so we began attracting this great pool of talent. I think we've got, I know we've had over 40 artists that worked for Marvel in D.C. It might be close to 50 but um, I've had a couple of them say um, that they, this one guy who's a great inker, he was one of our best inkers, and he said, I have never in 20 years of the comics industry, he said, I've never been treated so well. And so we feel like that, you know, that reflects Christ, and that's really what we want to do. We've got one artist who I really have a heart for. He's a great, great guy. But he's he's a non-believer, doesn't want to hear about it. And when we first when I first approached him, just kind of casually, he just uh, he shut it down. Don't want to talk anything about it. 
but he's like one of my best colorists. I mean, he's he's really really good. So you know, I mean, we didn't push it with him, but uh, one of our writers had shared some materials with him, and we've kind of feel like we've seen him soften over the years. We we worked with him, and we love him, and we think the world of him. Um, but you know, you know, comic all these comic books will disappear one day and disintegrate into a pile of dust, but the the souls of people will go on forever, and so that's really our our ultimate objective is to is to reach people with the gospel, and we just feel like with these. The, we've seen it just time and again. There's a lot of people who will never pick up a Bible, or if they pick it up, they won't understand it. But with a comic, they can engage in it, read it, understand it, and, um, and obviously we want them to go, you know, read the Bible. But anyway, that's we. The Bible's our key thing, but we do do a lot of other things as well. Right, right. So I, I kind of want to touch a little bit more on that relationship with your. Uh, Would you say it was a colorist who, who's a non-believer? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. I know I've kind of heard different conversations. Um, and this is a tad bit non-related, but with like a lot of like really big major worship bands or uh, you know bands at churches, things like that, where they'll have you know maybe some musicians who are not believers, and so people I've heard kind of give flack to those churches about it. So what's kind of your your model on having somebody who's creating or helping create this, you know? this ministry tool which you know I, I would compare this to music to me to me it's just as important and, and just as um you know filled with uh truth <laughs> and whatever yeah um, that's a that's a really good point um you know I'm, I'm, music's not my strong suit i'm not this is my forte but um with you know i wouldn't you know with these guys i would not the ones that are not believers obviously i wouldn't hold them up as representative of the Christian community or whatever, but I can say, you know, that they're Kingstone artists. Um, we, from our standpoint in, in the art world and the creation world, I mean, just there's just going to be a lot of people that are not believers, but they still need to, long as they're under my direction, I don't have a problem with it. But I wouldn't put them like on a worship band in front of people leading, you know, trying to lead people to God to worship. Um it's more in the creative side. It's kind of, to me more kind of a back end, behind the scenes type of thing. And like this, we we made a movie called The Touch, and it won several awards. Um, and I was really needing a good production manager, and I couldn't. I just there was nobody coming forward. And the director said, "Well, I've got this lady in Orlando." He said, "She's really good," and so he gave me her number, and I called her. Her name was Holly. And we had a great conversation, and she and she knew the movie I was making was a very much a, a Christian uh, movie. And she said, um, "Well, I just want you to know," she said, "I'm not a Christian." She says, "I I like who Jesus is, but I'm not a, you know, I'm I'm not there yet." And I said, "Well, ma'am," I said, "I am not looking for somebody to teach Sunday school. I'm looking for somebody to be a production manager on this film." And she was fantastic. I loved working with her. Uh, she never came to faith, as far as I know, but we had a great relationship, and she did a great job for me, helped me get the movie done. And so, you know, you just have to be wise. You know, I don't, like, like my key, I think always with Kingstone, I, there will probably not be anybody in my kitchen cabinet that is, like, super close to me that are not fully bought into, they're not really bought into the mission. Um, that could be, you know, kind of dangerous, but... Anyway, um, you know, you just have to use wisdom in it. Um, and obviously the Spirit leads you too as well. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that's that's always kind of one of the, the the heavily debated things, you know. And I've heard people compare, you know, so many different types of jobs and and duties and and things like that, and what you know a non-believer can and can't do. So, you know, it's it, it was just good to be able to get your input on that and see where you stand with it because uh, I think a lot of people need to hear, you know, different perspectives on it. And um, but you know, it makes sense. It makes sense. You know, if they're not teaching Sunday school class, they're just doing certain things that anybody can do without it affecting the uh, the truth being told. So I think I think that's a, a really good point. So um, as far as uh, what's next for Kingstone, you know, you got the the graphic novels, you have the uh, animated Bible TV. So is there anything else that people can kind of be on the lookout for? Sure. Sure. Yeah, we're, we just launched uh, KingstoneStudios.com, and uh, we have we're working on another movie. We did a, a movie, The Touch, and then we were part of a documentary um, called Come Alive, and then um, we were just interviewed by I think I shared earlier in the interview by M6, which is a French television network, and that's going to be airing um, in France or in Europe this fall. Then they'll sell U.S. broadcast rights. It'll be here in the U.S. in 2020. So we're working on a uh, another movie. We're working on new comics, and uh, we're also looking at maybe doing a, a second round of investment to do a do a second uh, imprint called U.S. Comics, which would be more educational, historical, military, you know, political type of comics. And then we have a um, uh, we've got a one of our Black History series books. It's called The Lincoln League. It's a based on a true story of the first black, uh, the first African-American spy network. And it was during the Civil War, and it was started by Allenton, Alan Pinkerton. It's one of the, we have three books in our series about black history. And this one is, I love all three of them. They're great stories, The Disappearing Man, The Vanishing Woman, and The Lincoln League. And The Lincoln League, we're working on developing that as a, um, as a television series. And we've got some good contacts on that. So, those are the main things that we're working on is is Kingstone. Uh, we just launched uh, Super Bible, which is a part of the Comic Bible Society. You can go to superbible.tv where you see our stuff in different languages, and we have the Super Bible app. But we also started Animated Bible, and we just, uh, we're launching now kingstonestudios.com, which will be live uh, sometime next week probably. So is the, uh, the Lincoln League, is that going to be like a live action show? That would be live action, yes. Yeah. Okay. How many different live actions uh, have you worked with? Uh, we did one movie called The Touch. It won several film festivals, um, had national television airings in the U.S. on different networks, and in Canada, it was translated in several languages. Then I was executive producer on uh, Come Alive, which is a documentary you can find on Amazon Prime, which is based about our or the story of our church. And then, um, and it's, you know, it hasn't won a ton of awards I'm aware of, but it's a very powerful documentary. It's produced by a group out of, um, I don't know if they're North Carolina or Indiana. Um, anyway, this, this Vision Video uh, financed it and brought in the production people, and, they just, and the director. They just did a great job with it. So I've done two. I, I was a, my wife was a television director, and I was a television producer of this show that was on for about 20 years so that's primarily what we've done and then until we started making the animated comics but some of those will be getting some 
television airing more overseas than probably the U.S., but uh, primarily that's the live action, and then we started doing a little bit of animation. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I'm excited to see the uh, the, the Lincoln League. I think that'd be interesting to check out, and um, so definitely looking forward to that. Any any idea when a release date might be for that? Well, you know, we you know we've got some good connections with some some studios that are looking for content, and actually one of them, one of the producers with Amazon Studios just connected with me on LinkedIn. I'll you know follow up with him and. Yeah, you know, we you know I don't know if we'll have to finance the pilot ourselves or work with whoever, but the the writer of the Lincoln League he 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 won one of the, he did one of the VeggieTale movies, and I think that it did sold like a million DVD copies. And so we've got a, a good we've got a good group, a good pool of writers. And so we'll um, uh, two of our writers have won you know they've been New York Times bestselling authors. One of our comic writers did the Hedge Knight series for um, George R. R. Martin, who did Game of Thrones. So we've got some good talent in our company. And so we're just looking, you know, for the right projects, and of course, you know, the right, you know, financing and partners. But anyway, comics and and film just, just fit well together. I've always felt that from the very beginning that we, we did it. So, you know, we're kind of like the Israelites walking around the desert when, you know, God gives us another pile of money, then we you know, we move a little bit farther. And so if he says stay right here for a while, we stay right here. We, you know, we make happy and then and then we grow. And so one thing I've learned with a company is not always like a real steady. It's kind of like sometimes it's like leaps and it's kind of like leaps and bounds. You go down, then you jump up and you go down. It's kind of like a series of, of jags. And one of my board members is a, an investment banker, and he's a great guy, uh, super guy, very intelligent, fairly hard-nosed on business, but I've learned a ton from him. And he was the one that really said, Art, right, you got to realize that it's just not going to be a steady growth. You're going to be looking at, at ups and downs. And so, I mean, we've had a number of things where we could have just totally gone bankrupt. You know, we had, you know, Family Christian went down on us. We had a distributor went down on us. Both of them, you know, kept money and product. And, and if they returned it, it was in bad shape. And we just went through some real rough, you know, some really rough things. You can see it on the Kingstone website. We have kind of the kingstone.co and you click on our story, it tells the story of Kingstone. But anyway, we you know we see God's faithful, and you know we you know we have a lot of fellow Christians that are out there fighting good fights where they're at, and you know we just want to you know we want to represent Christ well, and you know people when they pick up Kingstone, I want them to know it's going to be accurate or it's going to be you know trustworthy. Awesome, awesome. Well, well I, I hope, hope you know, know I hope several people, people I hope everybody that listens to this, this goes to the, the website and finds something. something. Uh, what, what would be your, your number one, one go-to to if you had to recommend one of your products to somebody just wanted to, want to check out what y'all have? Well, the the biggest seller by far is the Kingstone Bible because on our website we offer a 60% print plus digital where they can get the digital version of it. So it's really a super duper buy. But you know, Pilgrim's Progress, I'm very you know very I like that. Um, the Robbie Zacharias book is good. Randy Alcorn's Eternity's good. All of the Christ comics, are, we have the most complete graphic adaptation of the Life of Christ. Um, but you know, our, our app, Kingstone Comics app, is a really cheap way for people to buy comics or animation. It's like a buck, you know, it's only like 99 cents for every one you download. So, you know, we're trying to make it. Uh, affordable for families and you know keep our lights on and keep the comics in production right right well art i appreciate you taking the time and uh and yeah about my this, joy this, jason 
is a wonderful company, and I'm glad that it, it seems that every everything has worked out perfectly this time for this interview. <laughs> Okay. So. <laughs> All right. Well, be, be sure to send me the be sure to send me a, uh, the podcast when it comes out. Okay. I would do that, sir. I would do that, and uh, and I appreciate it. And uh, if anybody wants to, uh, uh, are, are you available for anybody to contact for anything, or would be the easiest way if they just had questions? Maybe they wanted to try to do something, get some advice in this world. Uh, is there any way somebody can contact you? Yeah, they can email me. Um, our office number is 352-728-1414. It's hard for me to do a lot of calls just because I'm both executive pastor of a large church and I'm the publisher of the company. But um, they can email me. I almost always respond to emails within two or three days. Uh, my email is aaayris at kingstone.co. And anybody, anytime, anywhere is welcome to email me, and I'll you know give them the best advice that I can. Awesome, awesome. Well, again, Art, I appreciate you taking this time, and uh, I don't want to eat up any more of yours because I know you have a lot. You know, you, you've said all these things that you're doing, so I'm um, go ahead and let you go, sir. And uh, and I just pray blessings on Kingstone, yourself, your family, and all the things that you have coming up. All right, Lord bless you, Jason. Take care, my friend. Alrighty, that was the interview with Art Aris. Art, if you're listening to this, sir, thank you so much for doing this interview. But yeah, go check out Kingstone Comics today. And uh, and as I mentioned, the, uh, the Solomon's Porch podcast is actually a, a an affiliate sponsor for that. And so if you want to purchase something from them, let me know. And half of the proceeds go towards Solomon's Porch podcast and the other half go to Kingstone Comics. But they have a ton of stuff available over there on that website. Um, you know, the digital animations and everything that they have. Make sure, you know, you go get something for your youth group, for your kids, or for yourself if you're interested in consuming the media that way. Uh, you know, I read comics all the time, so there's nothing new for me. And uh, so, yeah, let me know if you're interested, and I'll get you hooked up with that. Again, shout out to the patrons for the show, Mr. Aaron Simpkins, Jay Sannon, LT, Y'all guys rock. Also, I want to shout out my um, Trackstars Podcasting Network family, Eminem Live Radio, Salmon's Porch Podcast, Trackstars, 520 Collective, uh, all of those podcasts. Make sure you go check them out and support the whole team. Trackstars is building something beautiful, uh, a collaborative effort that is really kind of helping out all of these different creators come together. And, you know, I've linked up with Solomon's, I've linked up Solomon's Porch uh, along with 520. Uh, we're trying to help promote artists and things like that. And so really, you know, I've just been in a, a mood lately of just really trying to, you know, build some bridges, some connection points, trying to connect artists with other artists and other creators and things like that. And I just kind of want to be that bridge to to, to kind of help people get from one point to another point if possible. And I love doing that. I love it. I appreciate uh, those who are a part of that. Uh, I appreciate anybody who does interviews on this show. That's kind of the purpose of this show is to kind of help people be able to understand different dynamics of business, different types of businesses as much as I can and how they can uh, how they can continue their journey to do whatever it is God has called them to do. So thank you for checking out this episode. Let me know what you think. If you haven't subscribed, please do so. And if you haven't left a, a review or rating on iTunes the um, or whatever podcast platform you're using, uh, I'd really appreciate it if you did that. It helps people find the show. 
and all of that good stuff. So until next time, always remember, the more you learn, the more you know, the more you know, the more you grow. Thanks and God bless.